This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Let's read something this morning together as we remain standing. Revelation chapter 12. It's a well-known scripture. Revelation chapter 12. Hallelujah. And let's start from verse 7. Now the Bible says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. Verse 8. And prevailed not. Neither was there any place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, when deceived the old world, and was cast into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. <laughs> when the service is over this morning, the voice of the accuser around you, over you, will be silenced permanently. Verse 12, verse 11, sorry. And they overcame him, hallelujah, by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. Wow. <laughs> Amen. The dragon was defeated. And the Bible is giving us here the formula that they used. Briefly, I want to talk this morning. The blood, God's final answer to the devil. So, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. There will not be a greater ritual than the blood of Jesus. The entire episode, everything that happened around the cross and on the cross, there will never be a covenant greater than the covenant, the blood covenant of Jesus Christ. There will not be anything deeper, anything higher, anything stronger than what has taken place. And uh, in Exodus 11, we are supposed to pray this morning. But there is a direction because miracles are taking place this morning. And then people are being delivered. You know, the Bible says you shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Not will set you free. Set you free is a lesser way or manifestation of the truth. Set you free means you are in bondage. And somebody sets you free. That does not guarantee that you cannot get into bondage again. But when you say the truth has made you free... It has made you a free man that cannot be bound again. Did you get that? Hallelujah. Sex is an action, something that happens, something, uh, 
set has to do with uh, a situation, just somebody coming to set you free and just for a while. But make you free means that there is a new status, there's a new level. You are a free man now. So, in Exodus 11, the Bible says, let's start from verse 1. I will soon ask you to sit down, just bear with me and stand with me for a while. And the Lord said to Moses, Yet will I bring one more plague, yet I will bring one more plague more upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt, and afterwards he will let you go. Mm. When he shall let you go, he shall trust you out. Can you imagine that reversion from somebody holding them down? You are not going. To everything about God is kind of, it goes into excess. He didn't say the guy stopping you from going will let you go. That would have been a big victory. But God said, I'm not even, I'm not even going to stop there. When I want him to let you go, he will push you out. He was stopping you a while ago. Now, it's not only removing his hand, it's even helping to hasten your going out. And that was what happened that night. The Egyptians that were holding them down were the ones urging them to rush, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. What is the meaning of that? Whatever looks like a bondage, you are not only going to be free this morning, you are going to fly. He said, I come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. I'm not doing so much teaching this morning. But just to say a few things before we start praying. So this is a pattern. Nine plagues, Pharaoh did not budge. The Pharaohs of this world which is a form of highest level of principality. They don't give up on time until the final stroke is applied. And that is the blood. The church must understand the power that is in the blood of Jesus. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Not knowing it is the reason why people go for some other rituals. Seven days of deliverance. 21 days of somebody praying to set the family free. It is because you have not identified the greatest ritual that has taken place. And that ritual defeats all other rituals. There is no blood covenant operating in any life that is superior to the blood covenant of Jesus Christ. When this one is brought in, it defeats and destroys all other covenants. Hallelujah. God told Moses that this final plague just one more and he's going to let you go in fact it will push you out he said i'm about to do something and pharaoh when i do this anywhere there is no pharaoh that will not give up thank you hallelujah you can have your seat briefly Every amen counts this morning. Hope you are alive. That day, see the principle of life for life is a very powerful principple. Even though I have a short time, I'm really 
desiring that everybody we quickly get what I'm saying and that when we begin to speak you speak with confidence they were told to put the blood in this Exodus 11 and then in chapter 12 God told them that see in a moment just in a moment Pharaoh will give up but there are steps to take towards that moment just like we are doing this morning he said here is what we are going to do take a lamb see the principle of life for life started from the beginning immediately Adam and Eve seemed second service I will talk about the fact that blood can speak immediately Adam and Eve seemed then they found out that they were naked then they took fig leaves and they were trying to cover themselves the first thing God did Genesis chapter 3 was to kill an animal because the Bible says where there is no shedding of blood there is no remission of sin I don't know fully until we get to heaven what is it between God and blood and demons and blood also but one thing is certain they all deal with blood he began to instruct the priests later that you know what even Aaron when you are about to enter the tabernacle the holiest of all you must put the blood on yourself otherwise you will die even Aaron the high priest and there was a place only the high priest could enter and Hebrews 9 and 10 talk about this. The high priest, even though he's the only one or was the only one there that could enter, he himself must enter by the blood. And then God told Moses, if we read Leviticus chapter 1, Leviticus chapter 2, that if anybody sins, whether a priest or a person, let him bring a lamb, spotless lamb, without any blemish, maybe plain wife, to the tabernacle, and put his hand on the animal. When he does, maybe we'll recount his sins. The priest will take the animal from him. And they will take the animal inside. And kill the animal. The blood must be taken and must be put on the altar. And in some cases, put on the man. Now he is not guilty anymore. An exchange has taken place. So when Adam and Eve covered themselves with fig leaves, God said, no, fig leaves, fig trees don't have blood. So God killed an animal and covered them. Just be, to begin to explain what will later take place on the cross. So Adam and Eve were temporarily covered with animal skin. So the blood on the skin will be part of their body or will touch their body. And momentarily, they would be covered for the sin that they just committed and brought the whole of humanity into. I get what I'm saying. So that night in Egypt, God told them, nothing, nothing significant happens until this is taking place, or this has taken place, until this is done. So he said, you know what? Every family take a lamb. If a family is too big, take a lamb, just share one with your neighbor and he said that make sure the blood goes into a basin then he said you are not just going to carry the basin and be splashing it on your door there is a plant called isop it's you must put isop inside it's isop you use to splash it so you don't use your hand into the blood the priest could do that 
He said, but they must use ISO. He said, if you do that, there will be exodus that same night. The exodus did not happen 24 hours after that. It happened the same night they applied the blood. What is ISOP? That is a kind of faith. You must plug, plug your faith into the blood of Jesus. The reason why I'm explaining a bit is that you can't demonstrate faith without knowledge. Faith comes by hearing. So the blood was applied and that night they left Egypt. He said, put it on the doorpost and on the lintel of the door. And he said that I'm going to pass through Egypt. Angel of destruction will come and they will not come nigh thee. Then later the psalmist wrote and he began to say that he that dwells in the secret place of the most high. In that Psalm 90, is it 90 or 91 now? Psalm 91. Most of the promises there, they cover almost all aspects of life. When you hear about birds and virtue in the Bible, that is talking about evil spirits. While we're praying and preparing for this meeting, one of the things that will call to me, we started seeing lizards. And somebody mentioned it at the leaders' meeting today, a vision of lizards. Now that represents, reptiles are found in every compound. There are common evil spirits, common things. Moving around believers that ought not to be so. These things will happen because of low understanding of the blood. But I have brought a word to us this morning. That we might sack every spirit. It is true. There is an attempt by familiar spirits to move from generation to generation. There are pathetic stories in the Bible. When God gave a word to Eli of your children, Ophni and Phineas, he said it will never be purged by sacrifice. And he said, nobody in your household will live to their full age. And truly, the most pathetic of all these stories was that innocent priest that was in the time of David that gave the sword of Goliath to David. David did not tell the guy that there was a fallout between himself and Saul. He didn't tell him. If you study very well, it used to be David that King Saul used to send to make inquiries in the temple. So he just came again and the priest gave him the bread, gave him the sword. Only for a few days after that, for the, king, the priest to be summoned. And Saul said that David conspired against me. He conspired against me and you helped him. And the guy said, sorry, you've always been sending this guy to me. I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, you know what, you are going to die. Saul knew that the guy was innocent. But there was a force. His lineage had been told that they will not live long. And Saul killed 85 priests that day. Even when Saul told the soldier to kill them, they did not want to. They knew the guy was innocent. But then he called Deog. Deog was not an Israelite. So he did not feel any pain in wasting the priest of the Lord. Just by the side, anywhere you see people on social media and the rest who are slaying priests for whatever any reason, they are not of the fold. Period. Nobody of the fold will do that. If a priest offends you, you can move away to another priest, you can, you can just go away. But when people come to the open and start attacking, they've never been of the fold. Anyway, but that's not my direction today. Are you following what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. And that was how the guy died. And if you read on, because the prophecy said, even the one that will not die will just be put out of office. That happened again in the time of Solomon. 
the most faithful prince to David suddenly defected to Adonijah because Adonijah made himself king and everybody said long life oh long Adonijah and David heard and he said Solomon sit on the throne quickly otherwise your brother will kill you and he said you know what Adonijah is having his own party in Yaba but here I am coronating Solomon and he made Solomon king and Solomon called the priest of the Lord he said honestly speaking if not that you suffer with my father David I would have killed you he said you join my brother against my father's wish you are here by fire but I will not kill you he said because I remember you were there with my father in the wilderness that was the guy when Saul wanted to kill the 85 priests, that was the only guy that escaped. He was the youngest. Maybe he was someone in the forest when they were slaughtering the rest and he ran away. And he went to meet David in the wilderness before David became king. He was a young man. David said that, ah, I caused the death of your family. I was one that went to your father and told him to give me the sword of Goliath without telling him that there was a problem between me and Saul. He said, so all your family died because of me. He said, you know what? You live with me from today. The guy was there for the 13 years of David in the wilderness, suffering with him. So he became David's priest only for Solomon to sack him. The event so happened, just like it happened to his father, that it was arranged. Have you seen people that things are always going against in life? This ought not to happen to a Christian because if any man be in Christ, it's a new creation. But there is an understanding of our inheritance that we must have. And that understanding is to understand the place of the blood. That's why Ephesians 1 7 says, Through his blood, we have redemption, even the forgiveness of sin. Are you following me? Are you following me? We don't know who exactly wrote Psalm 91. Some of the Psalms were, wrote, were written by David, some were not written by David. Some were written by sons of Korah. Some were written by different people. In fact, there was one written by Moses. So we don't know who exactly wrote Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Messiah. The apostle was imagining. He said, I will say of the Lord. All through the Old Testament, nobody understood the secret place. But it was there. That's why it was called secret. Because it was hidden from everybody. A place where demons are defeated for free. And he began to say that when you are there, you shall not be afraid of arrows that fly by day, nor terror by night, nor noisome pestilence like we have now, nor destruction that wasted a new day. He said, thousands may fall by your side. Terrorism on every side. He said, but there is a place. Then he started giving a little idea of the place that is under the shadow of the Almighty. That means it's very close to the Almighty. But nobody could assess it in Old Testament. The high priest used to enter once in a year. Where is the secret place? The oldest of all. Where the massive seat was. And the cherubim facing each other on top of the massive seat. And the Bible said, God told Moses, tell Aaron, I will speak to you from the massive seat. You are going to hear my voice from the mercy seat. The mercy seat is a place of the blood. But to enter, you must enter by the blood. We will do a lot more talking about that. But because we, are, we have a quick assignment to do this morning, I just want to lead people into prayer and pray for people if need be. I am saying these things to let faith rise in the heart of people. The blood of Jesus 
pass. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. It's not the blood, blood of bulls and goats. God is eternal. So God's blood is also eternal. Leviticus 17, 11. The Bible said the life of the flesh is in the blood. The life of Jesus is in the blood of Jesus. I will end this session by reading Job 1 Areas you can apply the blood. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. This thing we call the blood. That is why when it drains out of human being, the person dies. When every blood is out. The blood has something in it that is called life. The life of a man. It is also the reason why events happening to a father can begin to happen to a son because of blood connection for the life of the flesh is in the blood are you getting what i'm saying now this can be an occasion for demonic spirit to assess a family a family can just be barren all through delay all through marriage and all, all kinds of things and then you see this pattern because the life of the flesh is in the blood and until somebody comes to explain to them what took place at Calvary that when you are born again there is a change of blood oh. Just keep up. is somebody hearing me hallelujah glory to God Lord help me the love exchange is very real if they could put their hand on the head of an animal and the sin of the man is transferred to the animal and the man is no more guilty under the old covenant, how much more when you put your hand on Jesus? <laughs> one more plague. One more plague. I want to read Job 1.9. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Is, is somebody following me this morning? Glory to God. On your seats, shout this word. Say it over and over again, the blood of Jesus. Amen. I will begin this way, second service. When Cain killed Abel, God said to Cain, the blood of your brother is crying to me. So blood can speak. And we will look at one example, one very serious example, under the recommend, and then we look at the word of God again. Job 1.9. Why do I perceive that demons are ready to tremble right now? They can stand it. They can stand the mention of the blood of Jesus. They can stand it. The greatest ritual has taken place. There is no ritual that will undo what Christ has done. So if a family has entered into anything, all they need is for a member of that family to enter into the blood of Jesus. Even for his sake, it can spread to other members of the family who don't even know Jesus. Because by one man, sin came to the entire world. By one man, also righteousness. The opposite. It can happen in every sense. 
a cause can come through somebody until someone else in that family meets the man of Calvary, the blood. For some reasons, the blood of Jesus, he shed his blood about seven times. That is perfect atonement. They started, it all started in the Garden of Gethsemane. As Jesus began to pray, the sweat on his body, the Bible says, was as thick as blood. That was actually blood draining out of him. The first shedding of blood. Then they took him to the palace of Pilate and they plucked his blood. Isaiah 53 talks about that. And blood was coming from every part of him. Both his mustache and that was... And then that was second time. Then they placed a crown of tongue on his head. And blood came from the head. That was the third one. Then they took him to where they decided to give him 39 lashes. And the blood came from his back. back. That was the fourth one. And then they crucified the hand. That was the fifth one. And then they didn't stop at there. They went for the legs. And that was the sixth one. And to make it perfect, a soldier came with spear. And put it in his side. And blood and water gushed out. The devil knew on that day that his doom was sealed. Because without the shedding of blood. Now this is not the blood of an animal. This is the blood of the almighty. Coming down. And coming down. And Satan, you would know in every religion in the world, they practice exchange for life for life. So somebody is sick, they tell them to bring chicken. You understand? You've seen it in African magic. If you have not, never been involved, but at least you have the understanding in African magic. It's very easy to understand this in Africa. So people go to a native doctor, there's a problem in the family, they ask them to bring it. The bigger the problem, the bigger the ransom. And when ransom is found, problem stops. I know a man who buries seven cows. Now, when the situation is critical, maybe a person needs a sudden money, sudden deliverance, or a person is about to die. Rich men have done, some people in Africa have done that, and you all know, when it's a critical situation, and the man is dying and is a very wealthy man, he can use the life of an innocent baby to renew his own life. Have you heard about that before? Yeah. I know people who have walked up to men of God to confess. A few times they've done bloodbath. If I used to know one, today it will look like this, like someone about to die very sick. And then one after that, you can just see him full of life and jumping at age 90. And his son told the truth. He said, periodically, he does bloodbaths. They look for a little child, they say some things to the child, they give him the child, then they pound the child, they give him something from the child. The life of that child gets into his life, energy comes back. Because the principle of life for life has been from the beginning. So they tell a pastor there is a demon in the family, bring a bull. If it's a serious matter, you bring bull. The most serious of all is to ask for human sacrifice. People do it to win election, do it to win. No matter what, when it is done, you might not like the candidate, it will win, sure. You've seen a lot of it in Africa. Some of the African leaders who have been the most terrible, all of, almost terrible African leaders, most of them have been involved in blood rituals. It's well understood here that you impose your will upon the people. You'll break through their will and establish your own will when human sacrifice is done. It's a demonic Asian practice. I am tempted to... 2 Kings chapter 3. Maybe I was... I, will, I have to pray. 2 Kings chapter 3. 
you know, this is the story of Ahab. The last verse, last two verse, uh, uh, second to last verse, verse. They beat down the city and every good piece of land and every man is stone and filled the good. Verse 26. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, he took with him 700 men that drew sword to break through, even through the king of Edom, but he could not. Next verse. And he took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead and offered him a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel and they departed from him. This is the closest I can get this morning. Israel conquered this guy cheaply because there was a prophecy following them. I don't know who told this pagan king what he did. Elisha, who received double portion from Elijah, they went to meet him in, at the beginning of this chapter. And the king of Israel, the king of uh, uh, Judah, and the king of uh, Edom, they wanted to fight Moab. And there was no water. And their soldiers were about to die. And Elisha gave a prophetic word. You shall not see, we shall not see. Yet this valley will be filled with water. And he also told them, remember, a man, the most anointed man on at that time, his words were words of God. He said, you are going to destroy the city. He said, you will capture the king. You will win the battle. And the king of Moab thought he had soldier, But a man of God has spoken, the most anointed. As soon as the battle started, Moab just started losing. The guy didn't understand what happened. When he saw that there was no way for him to win the battle, he took the strongest 700 men. And he looked at the three kings fighting him and he saw that king of Edo was the weakest. And he said, let's break through this place and run away. Bible says that he tried and even that did not work because prophecy was working for Israel against him. Then he understood that it was in. It was against something he could never, never conquer. When they surrounded him and they were about to get him, they had gotten the entire city. He just took his firstborn and offered him and the battle ended there. God suspended the prophecy that they overpowered and the story ended there. They left him alone. God was looking at the sacrifice of Calvary. The guy was a pagan king, sacrificing his son, was forbidden in the Bible. It was a terrible practice, but there was respect for what he did. Because when, where there is shedding of blood, there has to be a remission of sin. And the prophecy stopped, and Israel left him alone, and they left his land. They did not conquer his land again. They just left him because of what he did. Why did Jesus come to die? Now, this has taken place, but a lot of believers are not taking advantage of this. I have come to tell you this morning, the deliverance that does not fail is the understanding of the power of the blood of Jesus. You can, you will always experience exodus when the blood is applied. Exodus means moving from one place to another, journey. You can journey from death to life, from sickness to health from poverty to prosperity from causes to blessing by the blood of jesus now let's end this way i am not just teaching this morning as i speak something is happening this all up all up this whole area i will need everybody to join together as we put our faith in the blood they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony this night this morning which are overcoming by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony, 
I declare that the blood has been shed for me. I have been set free from the forces of darkness. I am an overcomer. Greater is he that is in me than the one that is in the world. I shout the blood. If somebody said, lift up your hands and begin to pray in the spirit. If you don't know what to say, just shout the blood of Jesus. I have been set free. Oh Lord Jesus, the blood and his, I don't know that do sing song. The blood and, and how did he sing it? The blood and the name agree. Say it loud and clear after me. I believe in the blood of Jesus. Say it loud and clear. I believe in the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus was shed for me. I believe in the blood of Jesus. He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. By his stripes, I've been made whole. The greatest blood, the greatest blood sacrifice is that of Jesus Christ. The greatest blood covenant is the blood covenant of Jesus. Listen to me. This is why many don't get results. You don't say powerful things silently. In every realm, even in the ungodly realm, you don't make declarations passively, pass, you know, passively on the blood of Jesus. The Bible says there was a proclamation in heaven. Now is salvation come. They said we overcame by the blood. They said it loud. Hallelujah. So please, either you don't say it at all, but those who are, shout this with the old. I know what is about to happen. We felt a part of it when we were praying this morning. It's not calling people out to pray for them, but I am leading us into a chorus stuff that saturates this atmosphere and you see spirit living by themselves and sickness living by themselves. Many will not know what has taken place until you return back home and the mountain is no more there. Shout the blood again. One more time. Say, I believe in the blood of Jesus. I believe in the blood covenant of Jesus. His blood was shed for me. I have faith in the blood of Jesus. I also, I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. In the name of Jesus Christ, because of the blood, because of life for life, my life has been changed by the blood of Jesus. Atonement has been made for me and for my family. So this morning, on the account of the precious blood of Jesus, 
that was shared for me I declare there is no covenant there is no disease there is no sickness there is no curse there is no spell that has been working around me that will stand anymore because I am conscious by the blood of Jesus I am an overcomer this morning I apply the blood to my life my family my belongings Satan I attack you I undo your work by the blood of Jesus I know you ate to hear that word because you were defeated by the blood just like it happened with the children of Israel that the same night that they applied the blood they left Egypt today I apply the blood I pass from death to life I pass from sickness to health I pass from curse to blessing in the name of Jesus I am free by the blood of Jesus I shout it loud I am free by the blood of Jesus my body is a temple of the Holy Ghost redeemed cleansed and sanctified by the blood of Jesus I declare because of that Satan has no place in me he has no power over me he has no unsettled claim against my life I have put my hand on the blood of Jesus there is an exchange life for life the life of the flesh is in the blood my own life has gone to Jesus the life of Jesus that is in his blood has come to me so it's a life of victory it's a life of prosperity it's a life of deliverance it's a life of light in Jesus name the blood of Jesus over my father over my mother over my brothers over my children shout the blood again repeatedly keep saying it the blood the blood the blood if there is an incision on you speak the blood right now if you know anything if you need to be direct on some things Sing it the blood on his name.
For any reason, you are from a family where occultism has been practiced, or whatever something going on that you don't understand. Here is your moment of victory. We are going to continue for the next three minutes. Everybody pray, just keep shouting the blood. Mention to the devil that here it ends today with the understanding. Shout it loud that I am now part of the blood covenant. So let all other covenants stop. I don't care what they have done ahead of me. Rasha Tobala Satalabaya. If you need forgiveness, take it right now. Maybe there is a guilt standing against you. Maybe it's even you who did something. And you've never been able to be free. This is your moment. The body is falling off, falling off, falling off. If wrong words have been spoken over you, begin to cancel the effect of those words by the blood of Jesus. No matter who has said what, the blood notifies it. The blood cancels it. Malakosa la kataya la hesai. Rokosize. If there is any altar anywhere against you, the blood tears it down. Even if you have said things you should not have said, I again the blood. Everything stops by the blood. Everything stops by the blood.
Hallelujah. I know some of you are soaked in prayer. Everybody stand up right now. Rise wherever you are. Put your right hand on your chest. There will be some, even though I have just about five minutes more to end this service. I see many things happening already. Now, wait. Be conscious of what you are saying. This is very short. Because immediately there will be a reaction right now. Be conscious of what you are saying. Put your hand on your chest and say, I declare with my mouth what I believe in my heart. Now I believe and I declare that Jesus Christ shed his blood for me. I believe and I declare that the only covenant I recognize is the blood covenant of Jesus Christ. So I answer you, Satan. Whatsoever activity going on around me that is that contradicts the blood covenant of Jesus with my mouth, I command an end in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. See what is happening in the realm of the spirits. See chains being broken. See freedom. You are not going to go the direction of others. You are not going to make the mistake of those ahead of you. No. Satan, you have heard the word spoken. As the pastor here, I speak the blood over everybody this morning in the name of Jesus. The only thing that is honored here this morning is the blood covenant. All other covenants in the name of Jesus Christ, your time expires. Now, the angels are walking. The spirit of God is walking now. The blood of Jesus. Keep saying that word. The blood. The blood. The blood under your breath. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Matakalabaya. It is the time of lifting for many. You have been going in the direction of others. But there is a change this morning. The blood. The blood. The blood. Your case is different. The blood. The blood. No, you are not going to develop the same sickness. No, no, no. The blood. The blood says no. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, 
Hallelujah. Just as he revealed to us this morning, any kind of epilepsy here, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command you epileptic spirits, get out of that body right now and never enter again. Now in the name of Jesus Christ. Honestly speaking, one time just expire now. For everything that has been that that has been from the from the other world, everything that is not of God, everything that is not of God that has been operating around anybody has just expired now. The blood says no. The blood says no. I see Exodus, Exodus, Exodus. People marching into victory. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, we, we have to stop. When the service is over, you get home. Continue. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.